0: I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Places, everyone, it's time for The Connor Connor and Smith Smith Show! Thank you, Places. Tonight we are talking to who I frequently call our producer, um, Ryan Dean Halbrook. We're going to catch up with him in just one moment. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be
1: right back.
0: We're here with Ryan Dean Halbrook. Welcome, Ryan. Live in the studio. Good to be here.
1: How are you? I'm so well. How are you guys? Hot. Yeah. It's really, really hot. Yeah. The temperatures here have been totally like 1990s. No, wait a minute. 90s. Not 1990s. The temperatures have been 1990s? The temperatures have felt like it's an old
0: time, west. (laughs) Except in the old time, the temperatures weren't as hot. You know where it was hot?
2: Southeast Asia. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: It was the hottest I
2: have ever been.
0: All right. So, Ryan, for those of you who don't know, Ryan is a travel aficionado. Eh, I travel sometimes when I can. Okay. Yeah. So, Southeast Asia, are we talking like Vietnam?
2: Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand is where I went. Yeah. And I was in Cambodia when it was the hottest. I think.
1: So when you what, what are we talking, like at temperatures? One fifteen. Oh my god. Yeah. I think I could handle that as long as there was like a Seven <laughs> Eleven. There, there were there were Circle K's. Circle K's yeah. to get yourself a big, a big gulp.
2: Absolutely. I, I went to a Burger King, even though I don't eat fast food. But fast food is different. You know, wherever you go in the world, so like they're not serving the same kinds of food to you. What
1: was the um strangest that's the wrong word what was the most unique thing you had when you were over in Southeast Asia when I was in Southeast Asia I don't know what
2: remember what it's called but it was this like I don't know if it's I think it's a chicken it might be a duck but this old man on the train uh, it's like still like you can still you can still see the chicken and you take off the egg and he gave me half when I was on the train it was so disgusting, but I had to sit there and eat it and chew it.
0: But this was before you were totally vegetarian.
2: Yeah, I didn't go vegetarian or pescatarian until after Southeast I Asia. Used to, I used
0: to be. I used to be a Presbyterian. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So okay. Wait. So there was a chicken and an egg. It was in, still inside, but it it
2: went past where the yolk started to turn into. Oh, so it was an egg. It was an embryo. Basically yes, I can't remember. There's a a name for it, and I sound stupid, but I, I think it's called remember.
1: pickled chicken.
2: <laughs> it's called pickled baby. Chickens. It might be a duck. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, I couldn't. I don't think I could travel.
0: Is <laughs> what I've learned.
1: Well, we just found out that there is a circle K. He was being nice, and so
2: he was an older gentleman, and I, we he, he didn't speak any English. I didn't speak any Vietnamese. And Do you think he was like this egg is rotten? It's got a baby in it. No. Let me give it to this American. <laughs> no, no, I'd read about it, so at least I knew. You know, there was a couple of things though. Like I got on the train in Thailand when I was going to the, the border to to like walk into Cambodia. Um, I don't even know what it was, but it was the nastiest thing I'd ever had. That's it. That's it. Yep. That's it. What is it? What is it? Balut. Called? Balut? Balut. It's a Filipino term, but
0: yeah.
1: I bet you, you could get Balut on the pike. So it's basically a fertilized egg that is then like somehow boiled or somehow something like seasoned that, yeah. and, and eaten. It was disgusting. And we're well, we, right not man? you're not looking
2: at the pictures right now. It did it did not taste good. Duck egg. It's a duck. It's a duck. Yeah. So you ate baby Daffy. Basically.
0: Yeah, but
1: but wouldn't you say Ryan? And I'm I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm usually things I say tend to sort of provoke humor. I'm a provocateur. Um, Wouldn't you say that your travels, and you can even name examples, you literally, I mean, you you can judge people's, you know, the way people eat, I guess, around the world, and say, oh my god, how can you do that? But I guess most of the understanding of visiting places is basically how people have survived. For generations based on certain things there at the... Well, sure. Think about when you were a kid, though, like our taste buds. Like I didn't like
2: pickles. I didn't like vegetables, really. I didn't like things when I was a kid, but as I got older, my palate changed and I was able to enjoy other things. So if you're eating a certain type of thing your whole life, it just makes sense. Like, you know, you know what I mean? But nothing's really that strange. I mean, we here in America eat Vietnamese food, you know and Chinese food and Cow brains. Sushi and, you know, everything you can think of. Salty Papa. Now, of course, all that stuff is going to be Americanized in some way. You're not getting what you would get when you're in that country. Um, But, you know, it's what you have at the moment and you're able to make. I mean, pho is amazing, as I'm sure everybody knows. I think I took you one time, didn't I? No, did I take you? to Vietnam? Ah, To Vietnam, no. For pho? The golden pho up here? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I do love the pho. It was good stuff. What I love about that way of eating is that all of the spices and things are in the middle of the table, so you get to choose what goes, how you want to spice it, and there's a lot of things like that, you know, like... Well, uh, we did that once. You took me to one And there's once. like, uh, there are like these lettuce pancakes or some kind of pancakes. I can't remember the name of it either. I'm horrible. Uh but a, a friend took me to this restaurant and it was like you know they give you all these leafy things and then you put the stuffing in and you roll it up yourself
1: and you got to choose how spicy how a- absolutely sweet yeah,
0: yeah. what a, are go ahead see i was just going to say there's a pho place coming to Columbia Pike at Centro um so that we'll have to try or you guys will and tell me how it is Oh, I'm sure you'd love it. I mean, it's it's. I didn't like it the first time I did it yeah. with Matthew. It was too much choreography for me. Yeah, I hear you. I, th- that's I'm a lazy eater. Yeah, I don't even like to use utensils.
1: There rather. is something about the experience of it that is that does make it enjoyable because you do you are kind of involved in it. Absolutely, you're
2: you're a part of your meal as opposed to just eating it. You're kind of cooking it, but which not is really. kind of how
1: it is at the Ethiopian restaurants. You're absolutely. It's an yeah. active communal. Yeah. Totally. uh, Yeah. So. And they'll sit there for hours. I mean, I
2: I went to. uh, I was lucky enough to have a friend that I had worked with uh, who was Vietnamese and hooked me up with one of her friends in uh, Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon. Uh, And I was able to go to their house and, like, they made me dinner and just hours upon hours and drinking sake. and, And it was just really an amazing experience to be in someone's house that lived there, that was Vietnamese, also didn't speak any English. Ho Chi Minh City was
1: named Ho Chi Minh City after... after... Yeah,
2: after they won. So I wonder what it was before that. Saigon.
1: It was Saigon before Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah, I'm sure it was called something
2: else. You know, Americans, they don't really know. I don't know what the name was in Vietnamese.
1: So right now, if you were to be in my house, uh, seated in our very expensive furniture, you would be looking thanks, at Thanks Target? Ah, thanks. Uh, street. Curbside. Street vendor. Um <laughs> you be you would be looking at something when you leave our house. There is a framed thing that Ryan brought back from I believe Vietnam. Yes. It is it says make art not war, which is probably something that you we've all seen from like the nineteen sixties sixties, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Who's there in the center?
2: You know, I don't know. That's it a really says, good question. Obey? No. It
1: says almost obey in sort of like old English, some yeah, sort of- But it's a
2: famous print, but it, you know, it's a nice print and I saw, there were a couple of things. I bought one, uh, I guess you'd call it Vietnamese propaganda, but it's not really propaganda. That I have in my house. But it's made
1: out of fabric.
2: Yeah, it's made out of fabric, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's like it's like a hand, like a an adult hand and a child's hand coming together, and then it says something in Vietnamese underneath it. And again, I don't remember the translation. It's about like the children of the future or something like that. But
1: yeah. I believe the children, children of the future. So um, wow, th- this this there it is. Th- th- yeah. this woman is like is in the center of it all. So that must be for some sort of what does. Uh da, 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 da.
0: that means he's reading.
1: Yeah, I am reading. Um my producer just sent me this. <laughs> um anyways, we'll we'll take a look at it. It is Obey there in the center. Um it says, does it say
0: who the artist is?
1: It's created during the Iraq
2: war actually. It was inspired by popular 1960s anti-war mantras. So it was recent.
1: So, oh. Wow, uh, Iraq Iraq War. Yeah. Anyway, what are some other highlights you think happened in your Southeastern travels? Now, when you go to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend like I don't understand the globe, which I probably don't, um, probably ever since I watched it's, that documentary. It, the world is flat, right? The world yeah. is flat. <laughs> the world is a pancake. Um, He's joking. You f- it's you, not. It's it, a it, circle.
2: It round. I've,
1: yeah, you you can see it when you fly. Let's talk about people who like to travel, or someone one wants to go to Southeastern... Asia, you flew from where to where to where to get there, or was it one straight, like, oh, God. I
2: believe, and I may be incorrect, but I believe I flew IAD, which is Dulles International Airport, uh, to Tokyo, Hmm. I think. No, no, I take that back. I think I I stopped in Utah first.
1: Who? Utah. Oh, you're flying the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think that everyone flies from, like, Dulles over Rehoboth. yeah, but maybe we did not stop i'm thinking
2: we we flew from Dallas to Tokyo. It was fourteen hours, so I think that's correct Gosh, someone can you, you me couldn't even spend time in Tokyo, yeah, check the comments, uh, yeah, no, I was in Tokyo, but I was only in the airport. Uh, then I flew from Tokyo to uh, Hanoi, and that was another like five hours, six hours something. It, time
1: starts to become nothing do you find did you feel a sense of anti American. Absolutely not. No one said, Hey, you, you, you killed all of our friends
2: are so involved in their own lives. They're not watching, you know, they're watching news, but they're not watching propaganda per se. I don't know how to say that, uh, uh, without offending anybody. Um, but they just care about their lives. They care about their family. They care about where the where they're gonna put how they're gonna put food on their table. How they're gonna clothe their children's back. How they're gonna continue to keep the roof over their head. They're but not just their back,
0: right? just their backs. Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. In yeah. yeah, now
1: there's a scene I always replay in my mind from probably movies and whatnot that I want to ask you about. Like, do are the streets do they look like the way they they sometimes depict with like. A million motorcycles, cars, trying to get to an intersection where you're like, is there a stoplight? Absolutely, yes.
2: It, it's exactly like that. I have a shirt, actually, I bought in Hanoi that shows, it says Hanoi traffic, and it's <laughs> like all these motorbikes and everything. But there are lines on the road, but I didn't see any because everybody didn't pay attention to them. Well,
1: they're just a suggestion. They are. Like, People hey. would just
2: turn. There was no like stopping at a... There was like no stopping at stoplights or stop signs, or it was just you you rolled in the traffic and people stopped. People used, you know, their indicator lights were huge. People used their indicators constantly. More than here. And because people paid attention to them, you had to use them to be able to get through traffic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any other highlights from Southeastern Asia? Uh, how long were you we there? Two weeks? No, I was there for almost six weeks. Six weeks? Yep. yep. Oh my gosh. So you're really immersed into like, you probably like to like go downtown and like really live with like the locals. Absolutely. It it was just depending on how much time I
2: spent in each place. I didn't really have, it was the first time I didn't have like, I had ideas in minds of where I'd like to stay. Airbnb was a huge boon to being able to travel and stay cheap.
1: That's fairly newish in the last like 10 years.
2: Yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe more,
1: but I think, yeah, 10 years at least. Um, I remember the first time I heard that and I was like, Airbnb, Airbnb. what does that that mean? mean? That'll never make it. Yeah, Yeah, good luck with that idea. And so
2: I used that a lot, but then at the same time I was flexible and being able to stay as long as I wanted in certain areas. I bought train tickets when I needed to. Basically my big idea, I flew into Hanoi, as I said, was to eventually take the train Uh, the reunification line from Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City uh, all the way up the coast back to Hanoi. So I did a circle. I went from Hanoi and then I flew to uh, Bangkok, Thailand. And I only spent a couple nights, maybe three nights. One night in Bangkok. Mm. No, no, it was three nights in Bangkok, though. Um, Three nights nights in Bangkok. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, then I moved on and I went down to Cambodia, stayed in uh cm reap and went to Angkor Wat. watt um that was when i was the hottest um i rode on a four-wheeler um yeah Angkor watt i felt like i bought a three-day pass but i saw like 10 temples in one day and i got like heat stroke and i felt horrible and i didn't use the other two days on my pass I feel horrible about not going back. It was my only time there. Probably no
1: one needs to see ten temples in right. one day. It was beautiful
2: and all that stuff, but yeah, it was hot. It
1: a temple, a temple. Hot. The temples were what? 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 Methodist temples? <laughs> um, Pres- Presbyterian. <laughs> Presbyterian. Okay. Pescatarian. Let's, let's talk about their temples because I know that it's a it's a huge um, religious country. So what Buddhism. The, what, Buddhism. Yeah. What, what were the temples like? You went inside and they were welcoming. Oh, they, uh, oh, you are—you're just a tourist.
2: Uh, I'm talking Angkor Wat, which is ruins. So through the years, I think all different d- there have been different uh, religions that have used it at different times. But it's a huge complex, and I mean you're talking ancient, like ancient stone carvings. Like it's a museum, basically. You know what I mean? Out in the, you know.
0: And I'm gonna be ignorant and ask a question that I don't know the answer to. Are they in ruins
2: because of the? Vietnam War? Or? No, no, it's just old. Okay. It's like old, old ruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, like, Wat just means temple, I believe. Like, you go to Wat's in Thailand. I went to so many of those um, in Thailand. But this is just an old ruin, like uh, the Colosseum or, you know, the pyramids. You know, think, think, think like that along those lines. Um, but it was also, like, massive and really made you think. And it was beautiful. And in the temple is—they're not—they're ruins. So you're not going inside really anywhere. That's all broken up, and there's no grown-up. There's some roofs, but some not. That's where I—I I think that's the first time I saw live monkeys like in the wild. That was cool. That would have almost like freaked me out a little bit.
1: Why?
0: Um, I don't know because they rip people's faces off here in the states. These were
1: no—that's the that like... Hollywood trying to tell you not to. No. be French with monkeys <laughs> no. these were
2: gray and they may not be monkeys they may be I lemurs or well they're monk, the monkey family or I don't know uh, long Marsupials. tails yeah long, long tails gray anyway I'm just saying words I don't even know what they mean I think marsupial is something, something with a else. pocket
0: yeah maybe yeah. Yeah. wait I, I have pockets I see. See. I'm, <laughs>
2: a, I'm a marsupial I've got
1: four pockets think kangaroo gotcha um, gotcha gotcha, gotcha. Okay. or a koala Okay. So, um out of you went to Laos? Mm-mm, No. I skipped Lao. Lao? No S.
2: Yeah, I I'd, re- I'd gotten I don't know how much you know, I, again, I'm not a an aficionado in travel. Like, you know, I get scared and But who's the, who's the person that is? It's um Rick Steves. Sure. Yeah. Rick Steves and um, he I, goes to Europe though he doesn't like do Southeast Asia now his son has taken over and is is doing those things but who's Rick Steves he's sort of like the the guidebook he's sort of like the
1: the faux doors and crazy yeah, for he's you. on
2: PBS all the time okay yeah he started traveling back a long time ago over thirty five years
1: he even has like merchandise right like Rick oh, Steves totally. boots
2: bags things yeah yeah Rick yeah. Steves um, goggles now so someone you can see the monkeys. who's going backpacking isn't gonna wanna Follow a Rick Steves pathway. However, I think it's nice to have a little research prior to going, just to kind of get a feel for the area, have names of places, know different things, you know, but just go. I've met so many people that have just gone from wherever I met a guy from South Africa who had been traveling all over Southeast Asia. He'd once at once was living in an island in Thailand and just fishing for his food. Uh, he moved on and like hitchhiked. Uh, he got to uh, Vietnam in Hanoi, which is where I met him. Um, and he was just teaching English. He's not a teacher. He doesn't have a cer He got a certification there in Vietnam, and he he just put up a sheet of paper and started teaching English to Vietnamese people.
1: Now Vietnam is communist. It is communist. Yeah. So when you're in a communist country. Do you know? Can you tell that it's communist just by the way... Not the way the people are. Like, are there newspapers being sold on the street? I felt it more so, I
2: think, when I was in China than I felt it in, in Vietnam. But, I mean, yes, I, I was there for an anniversary of something. Oh, I was there when that the audience may know that when Obama was there to meet with Andy Anthony Bourdain, may he rest in peace, for a show... Um, that's when I was there. So there was also an anniversary of communism in Vietnam or I don't know what it was. I should have been a better person.
1: Now, Barack Obama was a Chicago, uh, Senator from Chicago. <laughs> I believe he was a president for eight years, I think. Um, Ryan, I'm gonna, I'm gonna act like I'm your, um, I'm gonna act like a, a worried parent for a second. What do you say to people like myself who you... We've been friends since 1995? That's correct. It's been a long time. We've been friends since 1995. Yep. I think you were three. I was two. I am Ryan's oldest friend, but not longest we've known each other, just oldest. I'm really old. (laughs) Um... But when, when you say things to me like, hey, Matt, I'm going to go, I'm going gonna, gonna to fly to Mars. I want to see Mars. Or, hey, I'm flying to Vietnam. And you, you kind of have that one moment, or I have a moment of like, oh, aren't you going to be, are you nervous? Is there anything to be worried about? Should I be worried? What? Do I need to like have your phone numbers of where you're? It, it, do you ever have moments of like, oh, God, this is kind of scary? Or is it like all of those? Travel things that people have in their mind of like, wait a minute, people there don't even know English. <laughs> do you do you get there and kind of go, oh my god, this is so refreshing. Everyone should travel because it would remind them that the world is not about Virginia, right? Yeah, and and not
2: flat, right? Yeah, and not flat. I think first of all, like when you go to a place, so many other people have been there. So what I mean by that is like. You're not the first person. <laughs> right, and all the tourism there is is geared towards you. They want it's, you to it's, be there. It's supposed to be as easy as possible. So you can travel at any level that you want to. Spend a lot of money, don't spend a lot of money, and get different experiences. I always like the hostel experience because you get to meet people. Uh, who are get, not from there? Who are not. You know, they're usually from Australia. Uh, <laughs> you meet a lot of people from Australia. Why is that? Well, according to the first guy I met, became friends with when I first started traveling... Uh, Australia likes to travel Well yeah But you also get to Get your job When you come back Hmm. So you can go travel But come back And get your job Now An Australian That might be listening to this May correct me on that But at least his job He was able to Come back to it So he traveled For over a year Well over a year And then went back And then I think He went out again And then he wound up
1: Getting married And now he lives In the Philippines Um so in Australia you can um, you It's different than here Like here you have to like I'm taking a week off Or I'm taking two well, weeks off yeah, I think off that's or... not just in
2: Australia I think it's, it's kind of all over the world Like the gap year that England has And I think a lot of Europe Where after high school or primary school I think is the way they call it in England uh, Correct me if I'm wrong uh, Anyway, after the equivalent of high school They are having the option of taking a year off before they go to college or university. Which I think is brilliant for young people to be able to go travel for a year and see the world, see other people, get a feeling for that, and then go to college. You're outside of that high school, primary school way of thinking, cliques maybe, whatever, and you have a different outlook on life. And I think you'll you'll enter your next educational period a much more well-rounded person you're getting your drinking out basically
1: in that year of travel <laughs> yeah I've always thought that people should travel and that says a lot about me because I really kind of don't but people should travel and people should be a waiter before going to college so they can understand that's just my rule of like You need to understand people and the world before you try to then study and change it. Absolutely. I mean, the service
2: industry alone, across the world, not just here, I mean, the things you have to put up with, and yes, every person is not the same, but there are some really horrible people out there, and they treat you like complete and utter trash, like you're completely underneath them, Um, and it's not cool. Um, do you like flying? Uh, I did when I was younger. Now my bones ache and my
1: hips ache and all that shit, but I mean... You you think it's a thrill when you're up in a plane and you think,
2: I am on top of the world! If I can sleep when I'm on a plane, I like it better just because hopefully hours pass and if I'm traveling a long distance, it's not as long. Because, I mean, you, you can go kind of crazy just sitting around doing nothing for...
1: Um, I 14 hours s- I, know, I see we're at 23 minutes in this podcast We usually go to 45 So I just want to kind of chop chop um, Ryan, let's just qu- quickly name some other countries that you've seen Besides Vietnam, Thailand And what was the third one you saw in Southeast? Cambodia Cambodia And then you, sa- you just mentioned that you actually saw China Yeah, I went to Beijing, China uh, Thanks to Nancy Hollenbach Was it like buy one, get one? Were, you, were um, you the
2: get one? I think so. I think so. It was like, if you bring a friend, um, we'll give you some... It was great. I mean, that's where you really noticed the communism because there were people on the streets cleaning the cracks of the streets, like on the sidewalk. That like, was their it was, job. That was their job. It was pristine. Um, oh, I was going to say in Vietnam, sorry to bring it back to that, but like they started building a building when I was first in Hanoi When I first got there, I went to Thailand, to Cambodia, to Saigon, took the train all the way up the coast, got back to Hanoi, and the building was finished. Like, open for business. Wow. Like that. You're talking weeks. Wow. Yeah. That takes years here. Yeah. No, it was crazy. I was like, I can't believe that this happened because it's, you know, it's government ran, so I don't know what the hours are. Well. Uh, The person I did stay with said that, the average Vietnamese person only makes one thousand dollars American equivalent a year,
1: but they don't need as much money because other things are taken care of,
2: yes, but you do get like certain things of meat like in China because of the in Beijing because of the uh, the smog or whatever there's no smog uh or i'm um, the uh I guess that's a really kind of a eighties term pollution the pollution uh the license plates. <clears throat> So I thought of the dragon, sorry. Okay. Was <laughs> a
1: dragon named pollution? No, named Smog, Smog. from Smog. The Hobbit. Smog. Interesting. Do you think it's done on purpose? Smog. Anyway, Smog. go ahead. Um
2: <clears throat> Yeah, so the license plate. So I found this out from a friend that I've met in Cambodia who lives in somewhere in China, maybe could be living somewhere else, China if you're listening. I don't remember his name. Uh he um told me that the license, he couldn't drive to meet us because the license plates, you only drive on certain days. So the license plate told you you could drive on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, Others were like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then like everybody could drive on Sunday. And then there were some license plates, the rich people who like could drive any day. But like the license plate was the thing that you could get ticketed, probably even taken to jail. He didn't really go into
1: that much detail. Wow, that's crazy talk. So then you also have seen... Uh, have you seen South America? I haven't. I haven't. I wish, I wish I could
2: go. I really would like to do the Inca Trail as... Central America? Yeah. Honduras uh, and... Uh, oh, God. starts with a B. Bolivia? Bolivia? No. I wish...
1: Uh, uh, the
2: Bronx? Uh, no, right. It was a cruise, and so, like, you're really taking a cruise. You're not really visiting places, if that makes sense. I'm not a fan of cruises. Um... You don't get to stay very long in the places that you do stop in. Uh, Belize. uh Belize. Yeah. Uh, And then you, what have you seen in Europe? Uh, I've seen the Netherlands. I've seen Ireland. I've seen uh, Northern Ireland briefly as we drove through it. uh, uh, England, Wales, no Scotland. uh, Let's see, France, Spain, Germany. Austria,
1: uh, Hungary, uh, Italy. So as we're making this list, you know what my next question is going to be. What is on, let's say, the next... If you had the money and the time right now, what are the the next three places you want to go, even though they may not be available together by train, if they were three different trips, what would they be? Uh,
2: Highest on the list is Egypt and Jordan if i can make it a, a double uh, i want to see the uh tower uh, i'm sorry the uh hidden city of petra in jordan and i also have always dreamed of seeing the pyramids so that's number 1 number 2 would be india but after they hopefully get through covid oh, safely yeah. um but i they have a great i say great train system there's a lot of trains i don't know if it's great but <clears throat> there's a lot of them and i'd love to i'd love going overland i'd love to go through india on trains and then the last is probably really the first. But I don't know if I'll ever get to go there as, as an American. And that's Iran. Because I would love to see Persepolis. Um, What's that? It's another ruin, ancient ruin. Um, City. Nobody goes. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, I'd love to do that.
1: Can you go to, to Iran? I don't think we can.
2: It was getting closer when... Um, the black president was president from Chicago. Yeah. From Chicago. Uh, it was getting closer to like, maybe possibly this could actually happen in our future and we'll be friends and maybe possibly. And then it all changed. So in
1: Iran's not communist. It is. Oh God. A s- dictatorship. I don't know but how like that works, they, but they're hidden behind a democracy. Maybe we're a republic. Yeah. Republic of Iran. So a Republic. Yeah. Um, so I just want to—I want to change the channel here a little bit because I know that we—we we always said we wanted to talk to you about travel, and we're always envious and nervous about your travels because it's you—you you do what probably most people would, wouldn't even think about doing—is like, hey, I've got some time off, I'm going to go see Jordan. Um, you also are the one person that we can count on. If we ever have a question about cinema,
0: well, before we leave travel totally, can I have? I- I have one more
1: travel question. Yeah. Go for it. Can you pee on the train? I was going
0: to say best bathrooms, worst bathrooms. Like (sighs) what's the bathroom? Like,
2: okay. So I am, and this is giving away a lot about myself and yeah, I scope out bathrooms, public bathrooms, places I can go that necessarily aren't public. Uh, I have to urinate a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't think I was ever in a place that was really, really bad. I nothing mean, terrible. nothing. I mean, I've used outhouses at my grandmother's farm that were worse than places. That do, do you know what I mean? Like, the only thing I could say, like the squatting toilets are kind of difficult. Especially what is a squatting toilet? It's just in the floor. It's a hole in the ground. Well yeah, but like it's got footholds. It looks like a toilet, but it's just in the ground and you got foot foot I mean like footprints where you put your feet and over then you it. and then you have to hold on. And you hold on to the sides and sometimes there's not anything to hold on to. So that's where it becomes difficult. And is it enclosed? Yeah, yeah, it's enclosed. It's like going into a bathroom. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I just I would
0: never be able to get up.
1: Okay, one time we were going into Paris on a bus. True story. I don't remember where we were, but it, it was a, a city. This is college, right? This is in college, 1997. There was, it was some city we were driving through with lots of lots of vows and um, they pulled up to like what we would consider a rest area in America and we pulled off on this little exit that didn't really look like it was a fancy thing. And we all get out and there was a wall. There was a boy's wall and a girl's wall. And literally we all went behind the wall so no one could see us and you either uh, pulled down the front or pulled down the back and did your uh, exit plan you pulled down (laughs) the back in Amsterdam well I mean you either pooped or peed yeah (laughs) right there on a wall oh my god did you poop or did you pee well, I, I did pee and then is there toilet paper. I peed and then by watching everyone, I think I pooped. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, does the wall come with fixtures
2: and hand honest, washings?
1: Honestly, I don't quite remember the entire process because I was I so travel, like shell shocked. So I, I
2: carried my own toilet paper for Southeast Asia.
0: <laughs> you can say you carried your own poop. Sorry, no.
2: Go ahead. my own toilet paper. Now, my own bathroom. They wall. say this in books: like, you need to bring your own toilet paper. You're going to wind up in a place, and it's this true. is true. You will, find, you will find yourself in a place like that. However, most of the time, even in Southeast Asia, even in wherever you're at, you're going to find toilet paper or something to use. It's It may not be the quality that you're used to. It might break and you might need to really wash your hands very, very vigorously, but they will have something. Um, in Amsterdam, to pee, because there's a lot of stupid tourists. It's really gotten bad. There's just way too many people. Um, but they have had basically urinals on the street. But all it is is like, okay, think of a stall in a bathroom on a corner, but it's like shaped like an S. But the wall—it's like a, a stall wall, so it doesn't go all the way down to the ground. But it's and it's just high enough, and you kind of walk in and walk around the S of the stall, which is made of metal, and then you pee on the ground, and literally anybody can see the water <laughs> hitting the ground as Is you're Is there peeing. a drain or anything? Oh, uh, the canals. Yeah, there's drains. Ugh. There's a drain there, yeah. It stinks, I'm
1: sure. No, it doesn't.
2: It doesn't stink. Yeah, they have a whole thing.
1: It's. Yeah. I just saw a picture of a festival, uh, a music festival where there was a ring about waist high that went around you. People just went over into this ring and just and let just it went. go. Yeah, yeah. People could see the bottom but of it. But think about it. If you're out, especially as a
2: younger person, you're out in the city, you need to use the restroom, you really need to pee, you can just go to the side of the street where they have something for you to use. Now, why hasn't anybody else thought of this? Why isn't it in every American city ever? We always we don't have public bathrooms. so why And do we, we have, should. And we should. We need something like that because... People are going to piss on sides of buildings, which I did in Madrid. I'm sorry, Madrid. Please don't come and arrest me.
1: Um, well, how many times have any of us gone into the city and gone down a certain side street or area where you're like, ooh, somebody took a pee in here last night. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Cap City but parking my, This is
2: the thing. They are so dehydrated to smell it like that, right? It's, they're so dehydrated to be able to smell their urine. Well, it's usually around a bar.
1: so Right? This is true. That's, that's, I'm glad we had this bathroom talk. All right, let's. let's. <laughs> no, I just wanted to quickly, uh, well, Ryan's always said he, he thinks he would love to invest in some sort of bathroom um, business in America and do it right here, but it, w- it would, of course, be going uh, through lots of bureaucracy about, you know, how to do that. But, like, seriously, when I was in Europe, same thing. There were these little, like, I would call them, like, telephone <laughs> booths that I remember, I think he put money in. We would go yeah. in. some toilets. Yeah, but, but when you would come out of it, it would the, wash it. The entire yep. thing was washed like a car wash yep. inside. So when you went in them, you were like, "Oh, this is totally clean." It's totally, yeah. I mean, cleaner than going to a bathroom in a restaurant that you think is respectable. Yeah,
2: I always imagine it like it like turns around and like shakes itself, but it doesn't do that. It's just like spraying water. But I always imagine like it closes and like. You know does this whole like circle thing like it's a like a laundry you know just yeah
1: or stay inside because you didn't shower
0: and, like, <laughs> I was gonna say go. what a nightmare what if you were <laughs> right, in right. there
2: but, but there are places like in Italy it was really great like we were in I want to say Siena and like you could go and pay I think it may have been ten cent euro and you just pay and you go in and you use it it was probably more than that maybe 25 cent euro anyway uh, Other places was more expensive, but there's an attendant there, and they clean it, and... I don't know. It just seems like it's a basic human function
1: that everyone has to do. But here in America, you kind of feel almost guilty for having to go to the bathroom. How many people hold their shit? And I'm sorry for your podcast
2: right now, but how many people just hold their shit because they don't want to take a a shit in a public restroom.
1: Well, the
0: whole plot of Urinetown, the musical, is... About that. It's gotten so bad and water is scarce and everything. You have to pay to pee. Um, But, I mean, how many times do you have to use the restroom? You're like, I have to go into this... Restaurant and I have to feel bad and like buy a little something. Right. So we. Can already... I get
1: the garlic knots, please? I just. I'm gonna run them to the restroom real quick. Yeah. Right. Remember the time we were in Old Town and I went into a wine shop and I said, I'm. <laughs> I'm. I said I'm looking for a gluten-free wine for a, a party. And then they And then I asked them Some other questions You I act sp- like you were On the
0: phone Oh yeah act like You're I was like, on the oh, phone Is it gluten free
1: And uh, Acting like I was on the phone In some way <laughs> Inched my way to the you bathroom a whole scene Oh It was It was It was from Schitt's Creek yeah. Oh that's hilarious I Yeah so we look I'm sorry It we went, You didn't buy any wine No I left And I was like Oh I'm so sorry I don't think there's anything here We, we can use <laughs> <laughs> Our high standards <laughs>
2: Oh, wow. That's hilarious. I so, so
1: that. uh, Ryan, you also are sort of a, a prolific movie goer, watcher of um, all things, not only American, but uh, foreign film as well. Any, anything. Yeah. Um, why don't you talk about that for a second? I'm going to ask you, uh, what is one of your, name five favorite films of all time? Um,
2: oh, God. I'm going to sound and, and
1: why? And why? And, yeah, and, and why? <clears throat> okay, so... In no
2: particular order, uh, the Before Sunrise trilogy, if I can use That's three one. movies? That's one. Yeah, okay. Uh, but Before Sunrise, really... Um, I Maybe it hit me at a time in my life that I needed that specific thing, but you know, if you don't know what it is, I, I highly recommend to seek it out. It's on the Criterion Collection. If you don't know what the Criterion Collection is, I, I highly recommend looking Who, it up. Who's Criterion? Is um, that a last name? No. Like the uh, candy family? No. I think Criterion is like criteria, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Right? Or like, you know, anyway, I always think of it as important. Uh, people who care about film art, they put out uh, discs as well as have their own streaming channel, the Criterion Channel. So is this like a committee or people that own... Like, like... Yeah, and they just take titles that, you know, haven't... Yeah, and <clears throat> restorations, things that haven't really been had a, a really nice release. Now, they will release things that have had nice releases, but their uh, extras are always amazing and make it worth the... Uh, the buy. They put out like the
0: definitive um, edition of any film with the most extras and
2: most beautiful packaging. Yeah, the restoration is is really quite amazing. Nice. Oh, why
0: did you do that in there? Where is mine?
1: Oh, I, do you need? I didn't yes, know you please. like
2: diet They're Dr in Pepper.
1: The, uh, in the refrigerator. It's a beverage run. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I think we're out of diet Dr Pepper. <laughs> um. Okay. So um, that was number one. Before Sunrise, the trilogy. Yes, the trilogy. Yeah. Number two is... Um, uh, let's see. And this
2: is, again, no particular order. Um, Good Morning Vietnam. Um, I'm wearing a shirt right now. Good Morning Vietnam. I went to Vietnam. It seems fitting. I have loved this movie since it came out. I believe I was in the fourth grade. I got the VHS tape for... Thank you. Oh, that's not mine, but I appreciate it. Oh, it's not. No, but I I'll, I'll take it. Did you say bottom right crisper? It's not the crisper. Oh, it's just
0: fine. Okay, you can drink it's not yours. Sorry, no. I don't know. I think it might be Nancy's, but
1: that's oh, all right. Sorry, Nancy. Um, why do you? Okay, number two was is, is, is Good Man, Good Morning Vietnam, and we'll get to the other three next. Was this something that, like, as a kid at the age of thirteen, you you just had this like eye for uh, knowing direction and lighting and stuff no, no, for no. A film? Good How morning. do you get into
2: film? Right. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I always wanted to be an actor, I think, at a very young age, at least a performer in some way, like, you know, five, six, I recall. I remember singing in church and somebody saying, wow, that's really good. And like an older lady crying and
1: being like, oh, I kind of like this thing, you know, that's not why she was crying. (laughs) She was like, I hope. He does it. She he has see? to use the bathroom. right, right. No She was like, "Is there an S toilet I can use?" Okay, uh, so, but okay. Good Morning Vietnam. So, um, or knowing,
2: wanting to be in, or, uh, liking film. No, I don't know. I think emotionally, I was uh, an emotional child. I, my mother made me. You know, I would say one with my emotions. So I felt things. Good Morning Vietnam is not necessarily the best made movie of all time. But it hits me in the right spot, emotionally, um, and it kind of has everything. You laugh, you cry, there's some action in it. Um, it really, then that was the movie that made me want to go to Vietnam, even though it was filmed in Thailand, Pate, Thailand. Um, really? Yeah. How come? Why was it filmed in they Thailand? They could not film
1: it in Vietnam? No.
2: Uh, actually, there's this guy during that time period in the 80s that was, I think, an ex-military guy who had been in Vietnam, who started selling the idea of filming in Thailand to Hollywood because it looked like Vietnam. So mm-hmm. anyway, that happened around that time period. Mm. Um, but anyway, and seeing different cultures and seeing that people lived a different way really opened my eyes as a young person to see that the, the world was bigger than I was and then, or what, even what I was being taught by my parents or by my church or, or whatever. Um, but Good Morning Vietnam is is a great film.
1: Uh, third? Three, three more three more um
2: alright this is a movie that I don't think a lot of people would say is their favorite but my uh, Conan the Barbarian yes oh, yeah. Steven, uh, yeah Steven I love was, it yep yeah. um I love with Arnold with Arnold I love the the short stories they're really in magazines uh written by Robert E. Howard um as a child or I would say not a child a teenager um no, well, I guess I was a child. I didn't see Conan Barbarian until it was way, way after 82. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. I, was, I would have only been five. I probably saw it around like 88 or so. Yeah, probably around then. Like when VHS really started to be really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the darker Conan. It was, that's what I mean. It really followed the way Robert E. Howard wrote. I, th- I think I saw The Destroyer
0: first, which is not no, as dark.
2: It's not as dark, but it does also follow, I feel like, in the spirit of that. But it was interesting about Conan the Barbarian with Robert E. Howard is that it actually brings in the bad guy that James Earl Jones played from uh, Cull the Conqueror, which is the other character that Robert E. Howard wrote. So that character James Earl Jones plays is actually from a whole different Robert Falsa E. Howard. Doom. Yeah, False Doom, exactly um one of the greatest film villains oh I my love, god yeah. the love. snake oh. Oh. when he turns into a snake it's Ooh. great love it next movie oh gosh i was saving this one till last but i need to think of a fifth because there's so many but um and these could change tomorrow yeah it could change tomorrow yeah. but the one that uh i made you watch I've made many people watch this movie over the years and the reactions have been
1: mixed. But Matt loved it. Playtime. Ah, I, I wanted you to bring this up because yep. I wanted you to <clears throat> talk about it. Just for anyone who's listening. I know that people have heard of Good Morning Vietnam. I know people have maybe heard of the trilogy Sunrise, Sunset. Before Wait, Before Sunrise. sunrise no. After sunset? Before. Before. Before, before, before? Yeah, before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight. Um but Playtime is a title of a film I've never heard of. Even after it being explained to me, I've never heard of it. But watching it was just such an experience. So if you haven't heard of Playtime, I would say, you know, check it out. But I want Ryan to talk about what it is about this freaking film. Because it's, it's a, it's a, for me, and I'm probably going to d- dumb it down. For me, it was like watching almost like a very well choreographed Um, film. It was so uh, not cinematic, but almost physical in so many ways. Anyways, talk about Ryan. Uh, Playtime is by Jacques Tati, uh, French
2: actor as well as filmmaker. He had this character, Monsieur Hulot, uh, who had made many films before then. Freaking brilliant. Check him out. Uh, Monsieur Hulot's Aladé. There was... uh, the others. Traffic, which is his last one, which isn't as great. Um, and I'm just drawing a blank right now because I've had a couple of drinks. Um, but anyway, Playtime. Of soda. Of soda. Uh, playtime uh, basically is vignettes with Monsieur Hulot put into them, kind of. Uh, he doesn't really speak. He speaks a couple of times, but, you know, of a silent character. Um and it's really his, he built an entire city to get across what he was trying to portray. He choreographed everybody in the background, everybody in the foreground, everybody in the middle ground. Everything that was placed, all of the audio was re-recorded after the fact because he wanted a specific thing. So your attention was never drawn to a specific place. Because every time I watch that movie, I see something different.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's really his... Uh, his what's the word I'm looking for, uh, his, uh, manifesto against technology. He's very much a Luddite, I think. And I think in some ways I, I feel the same way, but he just felt like with, uh, the globalization and, uh, every place was becoming the same. So in this film, there's these tourists that come into town and you kind of follow this woman, uh, and, uh, Basically, they're tourists on a tour group, as you might take on a bus with other people from Cedar Hill, Missouri. It's where I'm from. Uh, Why is it called Playtime? It's a good question. Why is it called Playtime? Um, I think it's probably a definition in many different ways. Because the tourists are playing. Monsieur Hulot is playing and then it's kind of like also saying it's playtime, we're all babies, we're all becoming the same kind of thing so basically the tourists all see the Eiffel Tower only through reflections they're only going into these massive office buildings that are are selling something to them uh, everything is very utilitarian uh, utilitarian yeah, utilitarian thank you, uh, and there's this one shot in it that has been uh, stolen and the, the image itself has been stolen many times in other films, homages to it. But it's, like, him standing above all of these cubicles that all look the same. All of these cubicles and all these people doing these things. And technology supposed to make everything better, but kind of screwing everything up at the same time. Uh, tourists going to places. All of the posters of of, like, when the tourists get in, all the posters of, like, other places, like Rio or uh, Rio de Janeiro, or any other place, all of the posters are exactly the same. It's just a picture of an office building, basically it looks like, and then the name of the place. And that's what he's saying is like, we're all becoming the same. Where is our culture going? Who are we?
1: Are we all becoming the same? So this is what we were talking about, me and Ryan, the other night, is almost like when you go to any beach town anymore, almost every beach experience is almost the same. You leave with visiting almost the same gift shops with the same shells and the same bracelets and the same things. So even like going to a beach or even going to... You know, Key West or North Carolina versus New Jersey—it's all the kind of the same now.
0: Sensations, right? Right. Phillips,
1: right? Yeah, Yeah, no, it's all
2: the same. And he was—that was 1967. Correct me if I'm wrong. I was going to ask the year. Yeah, 67. Yeah, late '60s. And but the film prior to that, and I wish I could think of the name of it right now, was kind of along the same lines. What he was trying to say about about us as a people, and specifically the French of what they're becoming. What what where is our culture? Who are we anymore? Are we just giving in to the monopolies of all these businesses and the globalization of everything and the americanization of
1: everything? Is is this his most uh is he is he, is this his most successful? It was not nervous?
2: successful. He was bankrupted. He built an entire city in France to film that uh, to film that. He was bankrupted, did not do well, but people love it. I mean, I would say film people love it like people that love film can Uh, you find it on netflix no it's on the criterion channel i believe still uh you can also buy it on blu-ray for the criterion channel great transfer and i will say this for netflix when i first saw that movie so it's a more recent film that i've seen but i saw it originally when netflix first started streaming they had it on there and the transfer was freaking beautiful. It was in HD and I my jaw was just on the fucking floor. It was filmed in 70mm, which I can't even imagine being able to see. And of course I became a fan of it after it had done its restoration and gone through the states and been shown in 70mm and I think it even played at AFI. But it was after I became a fan of it and d- didn't know what it was. But anyway. So that leaves you one film. One film, my <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. That was a tongue drumbeat. Digga, 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 digga.
2: Uh, Police Story.
1: Police Story is the winner. What?
2: You, ah, what No, you, what yeah. is it? Okay, Police Story is a Jackie Chan film okay. from 1985. So, Jackie Chan, do you know about Jackie I've Chan? I've heard the name, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you know about Jackie Chan?
0: Uh, martial arts star.
2: Right, but from Rush uh, Hour, right, basically? I don't really frequent action films, so I don't really know. So you just know that he
1: is an, a martial artist. Correct. What about you? Um, I just know that his real name was Fang Shilong.
2: <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, he's not serious.
1: Uh, oh my God, it was. He's he's looking at the Wikipedia folks. Um, no, 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 no. That I learned that. No, I'm kidding. I, look, I just looked that up. Because yeah, I knew that up. Ryan was going to ask me that. And so right. I went right so you friend. guys
2: know Bruce Lee, right? Yep. yep. Okay, so you know that Jackie Chan was in Enter the Dragon. I did not know. Yeah, he was a, he was a stunt dude. Uh, uh, also Sammo Hung, which is a huge guy in Hong Kong, which probably nobody knows unless you watch Martial Law, which was like his two years. I think he had a show here in America, in the States, uh, Sammo Hung. Anyway, uh, Jackie Chan was part of these seven... I can't think of the n- their names. Again, I'm brain farting, but it was these seven guys, kids that were basically put through this school, the Peking Opera School, and they learned all of this theater as well as martial arts, and they all, around the same time, started to make movies. Well, Bruce Lee was the hugest movie star uh, with martial arts. He really opened the door at that time period because the Shaw brothers were doing things, like, and that's all the stuff that's like stereotypical, like, I will kill you. da 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 da. I'm moving my lips, but you know what I mean. Like so, all of those dub things. That was the Shaw Brothers. It's the 70s we're talking about. 60s, 70s. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Sammo Hung, Jackie Chan, but Bruce Lee changed everything. So, so Bruce Lee dies. They go through this whole Bruce thing where people, I mean, just completely and utterly horrible stuff. Like,
0: like even calling themselves Bruce Lee with different spelling or
2: Bruce Lee. Uh yeah, yeah. There that was sounds a... like the porn version. Of this. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah. But Sammo Hong and Corey Yuen were both part of like Game of Death two. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Jackie Chan was being bred to be the next Bruce Lee, so mm-hmm. they tried him in Hand of Death, which I think is a John Woo film, and other films that were like old school Hong Kong films, mm-hmm. like like Bruce Lee did. But it just wasn't his fit. Jackie Chan was a a, a comedian as well as a martial artist. Um, And then he was brought to America. So he did the big brawl, which was like this like, you know, movie about uh, brawling. And I think it took place in Seattle, Washington, which is weird because it was Bruce Lee, but Bruce Lee is from there. Um, And then he did another movie called The Protector, and he just was very unhappy with Hollywood there. They weren't using him correctly. So he goes in the same year, in 1985, to back to Hong Kong, and he decides, I'm going to take control, I'm going to direct this film, I'm going to do what I know that I can do. And it's just this balls-to-the-wall action film with all of these stunts, him doing the stunts. Uh, it's just something, it's a, it's a marvel to behold to see somebody put themselves through something for their art and survive. And the one great thing about Jackie Chan films, if anybody watches them, is that the end credits is all of the stuff that happened while they were filming it. So at the end credits, it's showing like the broken bones and the falls and everything that had
1: happened when he was filming it. And I'm assuming Bruce and Jackie are not their God given names. Probably. No, uh, Bruce I think is. Bruce was Bruce. Yeah. He was born in America. And Jackie realized his probably wasn't Jackie. Right. And that's a whole Hollywood
2: thing too. Yeah, like just changing yeah. your name for whatever. Samo, I think, uh, stands for something and it was given to him because of some reason. I just read a book about it, but I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I love police story. There's a great, it was stolen by Tango and cash, Ooh. uh, where there's this huge, uh, this car going down this like, uh, tenements down this hill. And just, I mean, somebody literally drove a car down through all of these houses down this huge hill this, this huge car chase it was absolutely crazy and amazing um, but yeah that would be my fifth
1: well so that's where we're going to end three yeah
0: three questions
1: oh for Ryan yeah okay uh, first question Ryan we always ask our guests these questions for our for season number one um, everyone learned something during the pandemic it was I'm going to take French and I'm going to learn how to bake bread did you learn anything during the pandemic that was a brand new you did you look, take a new vocation on or not
2: uh yeah i learned how to
1: work at a grocery store that's what i learned and so you had to go back to like uh job 101 where it's like this is the reg- oh, yeah. this is like the register
2: looking for a job is a job in a, in and of its own sure so that was the first thing i learned and then the second thing i learned was what do you do at this age when COVID hits and you don't have a job? And it was a grocery store, and I like it. The people are great, and it's a really good thing. You feel like you're really helping people. others. Well, because you, everybody needs food.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, do your job well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know you watch lots of films, but I want—I don't want to really—I don't want you to name a top film right now. I want you to tell me: Did you watch any Netflix? Series That you normally maybe wouldn't check out But you had time to be like What's the whole big deal with this uh, broad church? Not Netflix
2: per se um, But I did uh, Like Wayne Duvall Mayor of Easttown um, I'm wa- I was watching that Great, 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 great show uh, Kate Winslet's amazing Oh, Danny Tippett's brother He's in it Yeah uh, Good, sh- good show
0: Oh, and what's his face just got Evan Peters got a nomination, first nomination for uh, Emmy for Mare of Oh, Easttown. for
2: Maravista. Oh, he was great in that. Oh,
0: yeah. He's, he should have deserved Emmy nominations way before all of them. Oh,
2: Asylum Alone. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. so I'm glad his first time he he got nominated for Town. Um, anything else? Any other binges?
2: Um, I mean there's too many things to count I mean i watch so much we're watching Fear Street right now on Netflix <laughs> on Netflix yeah and it's interesting the, uh, to read people's reactions to it when you watch something and it's so personal you're like oh well I enjoyed it but then somebody hates it but yeah we've, we've both loved it yeah it's great 94, 1978 and ni- 1666, and 1666 yeah, yeah which is on Friday Yeah. the last question
0: is the Susan Derry question yes you know what's coming Um, so, everybody knows who listens to this show, uh, we ask people for wishes to put in the wish box, it goes into the wish book, it's a long process, this is all to do in pairing with Susan Derry's I Wish It So album coming out this, uh, winter, that Matt is producing, if you had one wish for yourself, your family, the country, the world, first thing that comes to mind, what would it be?
2: I wish that aliens would land... And that would we would all be put in our place, <laughs> because we would. Oh, we would. There would be no question whatsoever. <laughs> but what's going to happen to Walmart? <laughs> it's destroyed. <laughs> it's destroyed. And, I, and I'm I'm talking like aliens just dropping in and being like, "Oh yeah, guys, you got to get it together. This, if you want to join us, this has got to stop."
0: Well, I think we would come together. Yeah. As a world.
2: Yeah, and my question is though, would we come together like or be like, We're cool, go get them. <laughs> or, or would we all come together to be like, let's kill them all?
0: Right. Right, yeah. I hope not. And then be like, What are these ships? These are really good for killing each other. That's <laughs> yeah. how it would go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or what if they ruin a lot of stuff like uh the aliens come down, they're like, um, Elvis Presley wasn't that good. <laughs> They come down and like like spoil the latest Marvel movie that's out. We've been
0: hanging with your Jesus for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but like he's he's really a drag. They're like mac and cheese is not
1: a thing he's on like, our planet.
2: Yeah, you realize that like there was just a rock that was a little bit higher up into the water. He wasn't really walking <laughs> on the water. He dude has the best party tricks. Um, all right, well, Jesus we- is magic.
0: So, uh, thank you, Ryan, for joining us. Um, yeah,
1: that was exciting.
0: And you're still here, but we're acting like you're not.
1: Yeah, um, and we ran out of recording room for the first time, so we're going to have to re-edit some things to make it sound like it didn't cut off, right? We've rented a recording room. Did it stop
0: after sixty? Oh yeah, we we didn't run it. It just ran out. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, bottom line. Thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. And we you're only, welcome. We only had a have a couple episodes left before we wrapped season one at seventy five freaking episodes. Yeah. So grab the popcorn. And season two and three will not have nearly that many, but uh, it, they're going to be much different um so uh please if you want to know any more about us visit www.connorsmithmusicals. smith musicals that's connor with an er you can also and find smith us smith with an eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so many people don't get that um please follow us on facebook under connor and smith also connor with an er and smith with an eye um and please subscribe rate review our podcast uh Did you know that there's a little feature, if you're on Anchor listening to this, where you can record a little voice memo to us, and we can play it on the show? Um, So that's either comments, suggestions, uh, things that you'd like to... Oh, wait, I've got one right now.
1: Hey, Matt and Steve, I really like your show. That's
0: really creepy. (laughs) Is
1: that Annabelle? Yeah. Oh, hey, y'all, I'm just driving my truck down 95, and I really enjoyed episode 13. Thanks. Okay. Um, that's... Was th- like that? Yeah, that was really good
0: butch truck driver. Um, yeah, so we're going into creepy stuff in the fall. Uh, so your suggestions, you could always leave them if you're go- listening to this through Anchor. Record a-, a little memo. Tell us a creepy story that you had, and we'll feature it on the show. Yeah, the
1: CNS show in the fall is creepy and scary. Yes, absolutely. Um so and
0: also if you're listening to us through spotify you can find the connor and smith season two um playlist it's a list of playlist of songs that inspired season two um we put that together songs and stories there's some spoken word stories as well so anyway all this to say as we always say turn your heart into into art. art good night everybody